This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. I have been extremely lucky on my journey with this podcast to chat with some really amazing people. And new people come to the podcast every week to listen. And so what we want to do with these lessons is take the little golden nuggets, the really important pieces of each conversation and bring them back to life for you. So hopefully it can change your mind, affect the way you think, or potentially give you a solution to a problem you're facing right now. I'm guilty of this. I, I, I hate letting people go. Like it's to me, I'm like, I'll, I'll sometimes procrastinate and, and delay the situation, especially years ago. I was still like, oh, no, I'll give him another chance. Mm. I'll give her another chance. I know she can come good. 99% of the time, they never come good. If someone's not performing, you've got to make a decision and cut them loose mm. because you're doing them an injustice by keeping them in a position they're not suited to. And to me, you're just taking money out of my wallet. So if you're coming to a business or it's your own business, you've got to make tough decisions quickly. So assess the situation, put together basically an Excel doc of, okay, strengths, weaknesses, who's amazing, who's not amazing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and go, this is what I need to do to fix it, and this is who I need to cut and keep. You can do that in a day or two, but assess the situation over a few weeks, and then make the cuts. Yeah. We were looking at buying a, I mentioned, it was a, it was a tech company, had about 100, 120 people, burning cash. And it's on the market, and I, was, I came in, I'm like, to come in, I would need to cut at least half the team i'm like oh, i don't really want to do that like it's just it's just something i don't really i don't enjoy doing it i don't really want to do it the business not even the people the business is a mess like it financials are a mess the tech stack is a mess they've got decent revenue but it's a mess and i'm like do i have the energy to do this and i'm like no nah, i don't um but if you've got the energy to do it it, it could be a great business but it's that's a whole it's a year-long process um, Elon has the energy to come in and cut people, but he's, remember, it's, it's not him. He has a huge team behind him yeah. that's doing it for him. He just goes, this is what we need to do, make it happen. I haven't got a huge team to do that for me, so I have to come in and do it myself. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Interview after interview. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the moral of the story is, if you see a problem, jump on it, but be respectful when you do it. Yeah. Now, woke society... It, Look, this is an interesting one. I, I didn't see the issue with wokeness up until recently. And now I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Sometimes you've got to make tough decisions. And they have to be done. Yeah. But it's like, people are like, oh, it's going to hurt their feelings. I'm like, yeah, but what about my feelings? I'm a business. I've got a business to run. And I've got decisions to be made. And if I don't make these tough decisions, the whole business can go under. My, my theory is, if you're respectful, respectful to people at work... I need to let people go. And if someone's no, not suitable, I'm like, hey, you're not suitable and this is the reason why. So wokeness is, is an issue and it's, gonna become, it's getting, becoming a bigger issue. So it's like people go, uh, this is a controversial subject, women should be paid the same as men in sport. And my theory is if a, a female sport generates the same amount of revenue as a men's sport, absolutely they should be paid the same. But comparing the NBA play, male players to the women, it's a completely different beast. The men generate a lot more revenue, so how can you 
pay the women the same. It's not possible. Mm. So, but in I know my office, for example, in the uh, business environment, if a woman does the same job as a man, 100% pay the same. If they generate the same amount of revenue, pay the same. I don't, it's, for me, it's not based on gender or race. It's like the best person for that job deserves to be paid what they deserve. Yeah. So most of my managers are female. Uh, and to be honest, because I find they're better at it and they're more organized. Yeah, I'll be 100%. Honest with you. Yeah. Like, uh, so for me, it's the best person for the job. Um, but when it comes to wokeness in, say, sport, and etc., that's a whole different beast. And uh, it's a whole controversial, you know. The it whole is, yeah, topic. it's a controversial topic. It is a controversial topic. It's an interesting one, that. Like, I kind of think... I look at it in a bit of a different lens. Like, yeah, it's no, this like, is good. No, this is the debate. Yeah, it's... And not, not... Like, I think it's more of an investment. Like, I think... Like... Y- y- we're not at the state. It's like a startup, right? They're they're a startup, you know, and they're at the phase where they need to be invested in. And sometimes you've got to pay overs, you know, to be able to push that forward. If that's something that you know, if that's a a venture that um, you know a society wants to invest in, then sometimes you do have to pay overs to get there. Now, within a you know, that's there's parameters. But there's the question is, who's going to pay? Because remember, this hundred percent. This is a private entity. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not government owned. So you're expecting the the owners of the company to spec to pay more I'm like is it going to come out of your back pocket yeah no no 100% there's there's parameters there like yeah. when I say overs it's like 10% above what they might be generating compared to that that kind of even layer in a sense um, if it's government funded I understand but as a business owner I'm like it's my job to make a profit for my company so I there's two sides to this yeah 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 um, that's the that's for me that's the woke uh like that's the, the the misunderstanding, you know, where it's like wokeism is there's no consequence to the yeah. decision. You know, there's no there's no, you know, oh we can just keep everybody and everything will just sail on yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a you know th- there's a consequence of keeping people on, yeah. which is you know with Elon going into Twitter, there's a consequence um, for him coming in and saying we're going to try keep everyone on board. We're going to do this. The company was was like losing like two million a month or something, you know, if or even more. more. If not more, yeah. If not more, it could have been four. Yes, it's why I'm like, he had to make the cuts. He's a, he's a business. But, but people who, uh, we've got someone in our business overseas, it wants to be called they and them. I said, man, I don't care what you, call, what you want to call yourself and we're happy to oblige. It's your prerogative in life. Um, but I just want the best person for the job. Black, white, yellow, tall, short, fat, skinny, I don't care. Best person for the job mm. gets the job. So anyway, if I'm not the best person for my job, then replace me with someone. So, man, it's always... I don't get into the, the politics of things. I'm like, I don't care about it. I just, want, I just want to do good work and have good people around me. That's mm. all it is. And sometimes you have to let good people go as well, just because that's, the, that's, where, you, that's where your company's at. You know, like I'm sure there was some people that Elon had to let go. Now, he definitely kept his best people, yeah. right? But there would have been, you know, good people that he would have had to let go just because of the structure that was needed to obviously take it forward. Yeah, what do you think, think on that? What's yeah, your... look, have I, I've let good people go before. They were good at what they did, but they weren't the right culture fit anymore. Yeah, okay. So they were great at what they did. I'm like, man, you, I know you're great, but I'm like, you're pissing a lot of people off. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to help you here. So I just need you to tone it down a bit. And we had one person a couple of years ago when he, he, he was amazing at his job. He always smashed his sales targets. But he would just say the most inappropriate things. And I'm like, <laughs> you just can't say that. 
and like there's going to be HR issues. I'm like, I can't protect you because what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And we had to let him go. So to me, it's, there's two parts. Be great at your craft, but be a great culture fit within the business where you want to help people and they want to help you. Yeah. If you can nail both of them, you're a rock star. And what about talent during this time? So, so obviously... It's a, be- it's a lot better now. Yeah, we're talking about like the wrecking ball that's coming. Yeah. Is talent an opportunity for startups, you know, um, and, and companies that can bring on um, and can hire during this time? It's almost a complete 180 compared to 12 months ago. So we have about 76 open roles in Melbourne at the moment, um, only because of growth. And 12 months ago, trying to get some decent CVs through the door, Matt, like it was like pulling teeth out because there were so many opportunities out there. And mm. I, was on, I was spending my nights on LinkedIn, outreaching people, trying to get them into the company. Now we post a job ad, we're getting some amazing candidates coming through, like amazing candidates, yep. because all these tech companies have let a lot of people go. Yeah, it's true. Well, we're experiencing the same thing It's crazy, right now. And, and the borders are open, there's people coming through from the UK, Ireland. Like it's, I'll be honest with you, as a business owner, it's brilliant for me. 12 months ago, it was painful. Now I'm like, thank you very much, this is great, because I want to hire the best possible people in my company. And 12 months ago, we had someone, I'm actually not, people go, I'm getting paid $100,000, I want $150,000 now. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you talking about? This company's offered me 150, you either match or I'm walking. And 12 months ago, I would have considered it just to keep them. Now I'm like, man, I'll be honest with you, walk, I can, I can hire 10 more people. Yeah. So you haven't got me, you haven't got me handcuffed anymore. So, and a lot of business owners I know, they were, they were handcuffed. Like, what do I do? I've got to pay these people a lot more money. Otherwise, I'm going to lose them. I'm like, now you don't have to. So, from a downturn, there's also pros for some people. Um, and I said to you earlier, what goes up must come down. And this had to happen. The interest rates rising had to happen because inflation was out of control. So, there's always going to be a correction. But in probably two or three years from now, it's going to be a gravy train again. So, but in the next two or three years, just manage your cash flow correctly. Yeah. So, final verdict then for for, for founders, people in a startup right yeah. now. What's the final word from you? Obviously, we've had a good you know a conversation about it all. But what's the drive home point right now that we can finish with? If you don't have a product or service that's in demand, like it's it's a nice to have, but it's not. I don't need it you're in a bit of trouble like it's a nice to have product right now it's gonna be very hard to sell so you need to make sure your product is no they need it and this is the reason why so maybe relook at your value proposition and relook at your sales hooks and manage your cash flow and your expenses if your staff aren't at capacity or at least 90% capacity find out why and either bring them to capacity in terms of their workload or make some tough decisions. Like with, with what I sell, people need my service, whether it's marketing for their business, because if they're not found, they can't generate business for themselves. So what I have, you bloody need. And with Removify, which is another business we have, if they get a bad online reputation, it completely damages the business. So what I have, you need. So I like businesses that, no, you need what I have because in tough times, we're still gonna survive. 
and that's because those nice to haves will always be the first ones cut from correct you know, someone's wallet correct like a there was someone pitching me the other day a social listening business a what social listening business so listening for their brand name in social media yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice to have sounds cool but but it was like they were char- they were quoting oh, you know, like twenty thousand dollars i'm like man it's it's not a i don't really need it it's not going to change my game just because someone's mentioned my brand name doesn't mean it's going to damage my business uh and i guys i said to the guy i said how many have you sold in the past three months i said be honest with me he has none and i said what are you getting paid salary wise I asked, I asked very personal questions. Yeah. Um, he didn't have to tell me. I said, like, what are you getting paid? He goes, I'm on $150,000 base. I said, how long can you go without having to do sales? He goes, the pressure's coming from the, the top dogs. It's a large company, 7,000 staff. Remember, if you're not delivering an outcome, what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to get cut. And, if you're, and I said, look, you've got to get more aggressive with your selling and really understand what your value proposition is because when, what you sold me was like, eh, I don't really need it, man. Mm. So I think he goes, oh, shit, I'm in trouble here. I wasn't trying to put pressure on him. I was just trying to make him realize that he needs to be better at his craft and yeah. really sell the need better.